This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to The Church Boys Freefall Q&A. Corey and Willie, thank you guys for joining me today. Thanks so how you guys us. doing? Good, yeah. good. Busy, busy. Got a few things going on right now. Just a few uh, things, right? Just a few things. <laughs> and one of those things is a musical, right? Yes. So tell me how, how this musical came to be, because I'm just fascinated in how you guys have sort of ended up on a stage production now. Well, right after Duck Dynasty came out, we wrote a book called The Duck Commander Family, and um, the subtitle was How Faith, Family, and Ducks Built a Dynasty. And our agent read it, and she came to us and was just like, I feel like this is a musical. You know, it's the story of the American dream. It's rags to riches. It's a story about redemption, about a family that's stuck together through thick and thin, richer or poor. And um, that's all the things that go into making a musical. And we sat there and we're kind of in shock for a little bit. <laughs> What's your reaction to that? Like, a musical? <laughs> well, we, you know, at this point I was like, I don't know, maybe it'll work, you know, for, for me I it gave us another. I think actually Willie said, <clears throat> how are we going to have time to do eight shows a week? And I said, Willie, we're not in the musical. Sure it's going to be about I us. Know. I didn't know how that worked, but. Uh, you thought you were going to have to sing. I, yeah. And perform. Perhaps, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I thought. He was well, ready for it. You were ready. It seems I was like, like you are hey, ready. Why not? Let's try it. Uh, <laughs> And it wasn't a, you know, it was nothing about marketing or trying to get, you know, make tons of money in, in theater. For us, it was just another way to continue to tell our story to try to help people. Kind of, it's more about glorifying God in our family because we give Him the credit for everything we've done. And so as you watch the story play out, you're going to see full of mess ups and sinful stuff. You know, it's stuff that we've lived our lives and we've always been authentic and honest. And it was just another way to say, hey, somebody can see this and maybe it'll help them help their family. And um, that that's what that's what turned out. And so we're great about it. We in Las Vegas. It. In Las Vegas. In how Las did Vegas. that? So how did the location get picked? Well, well, we looked at different cities, and Las Vegas came up, and I think they may have been worried at first how we felt about Las Vegas, but, you know, just like cable television, I mean, we were putting a show out where we were saying a prayer at the end of the episode, and that wasn't typical in cable, and so it was... I don't uh, think it's anywhere else. Right. <laughs> so it was kind of a, that little bright light that was positive, mm -hmm. and so we thought, why not Vegas? I mean, our show is all over the world, and a lot of people come in from Vegas all over the world. A lot of people travel to Vegas for work. She and I do every year. We go for the big uh, hunting show out there every year. So I'm in Vegas a lot. I'm there for the SEMA car show. So, and when we're there, we, you know, we've seen musicals and shows. And uh, you know, Las Vegas is a good city. It's got a little bit of everything. And uh, there. I've a never been. I was telling you off camera before that I've never. I've also never gone hunting, which is a true story. I never have. How do well, you I got react a to reason that? to do both. You can go yeah. to Vegas and uh, go to Louisiana, Vegas and, and, Louisiana and, and go hunting. There we go. There we go. So how big is faith? I mean, you mentioned it. Is this a big theme then in the show? Well, the very first song is Faith, Food, and Family. And, um, you know, because it, it's central to who we are. It's what's important to us. It's, it's, it's our life. But, um, you know, I think it's, we, we never want it to be preachy or never want anything. You know, the show Duck Dynasty is not that. You know, it's basically just, here's our life, here's how we live it, and here's why we live it mm -hmm. like this, uh, it's because of our faith in God. And so, you know, if, if you get that, if that's something that you're interested in, that you are attracted to because of that, then, you know, here's who we follow. And it's not know? always easy. It's not just because you have faith doesn't make it easier to live your life. There's a, there's a song in it called Love Ain't Easy, and that's what it deals with. You know, it's not always easy, you know, to... Uh, you know, to go through life and especially, you know, with Phil's past and, and dealing with that. And so, uh, I, you know, hopefully you'll see the, 
at, the, at its core is our faith, you know, of who we are, and then second family, you know, and then food and other things, duck calls. I love all of those things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, things, that, yeah things that we like. What's it like to watch yourself, right? Because you guys do a reality show, right? So you get to watch yourselves, and, and but, but when you're watching other people pretend to be you on a stage show dealing with stories about your life, what, what's that like? It's pretty surreal. You know, yeah, it's weird watching somebody play out. I'm, I'm actually, we're used to seeing people dress up like us too, like on <laughs> Halloween. I'm, so there's the willies walking around in size. And, uh, but seeing them up there actually trying to, you know, portray where it was in our life. It, it deals with Corey and I dating and getting married and, uh, Personal, yeah. pretty personal. It's very stuff. Yeah, personal. Very yeah, it's personal. surreal. Uh -huh. it, it we'll get emotional watching it, and you know, for me, it's just looking at all these forks in the roads that we came to, and our father came to, and our mother, all these forks and roads, and we took, you know, the right ones to end up to where we are today. And at any point, if we wouldn't have, there wouldn't be a musical, and there wouldn't be a TV show, and who knows, our families may not be together. So. Um, so just watching that play out for me is uh, is pretty neat. And it was almost like the culmination of everything we've done, our careers, and we've done we've done a lot of stuff, you know, with books and Christmas albums and television. Busy, and yeah, we've done all these things, and to me, the musical kind of buttons it up, and it brings you up until now, you know. In fact, even making the musical is part of the musical, you know, that yeah. thought process of That's interesting. are we going to do a musical? Yeah. yeah, the way they do it's pretty neat. What do you think the biggest misconception is about you know your family, right? Because there's a lot of things that are out there in media. What do you think is sort of one of the things, if you had a chance to tell people, no, that's not true, you know, what would that be? Um, one thing I think is that I think you know religion and Christianity and your beliefs, it's hard to wrap up in a, um, in a whatever, what do you call it, the, the tagline at the top of a, a story, you know. <clears throat> it's, very, it's very hard, and so I think that's one of the hardest things is, you know, um, the message of the Bible and the message of God's love and the message of um, Jesus and coming to save us and His love for us is a huge message and story. And so, to for them to for people to pull that out and take one thing that's said or one thing that and then define our family by that is it's hard. It's hard for us to see. And you know, we hope that um, we can tell a, a bigger story than what's whatever that big yeah, tagline, the, headline you know, is of the day. Right. right. And Phil's not, you know, our spokesman for sure. I, I'm not <laughs> our spokesman. Everybody, you know, we're a Everyone's an individual. family. Yeah, we're all individuals. We all have the same core faith beliefs. And, uh, you know, Dad comes from a different time, you know, and he's he's rough around there. And he was rough. So uh, for some way he's got this, you know, he really wants to warn people about sin and try to tell them because he knows how right. bad of a guy that he was. And so, uh, you know, now that we're... Um, we're in so many different areas now. Even our children. You've got Sadie. You know, um, Dancing with a, the Stars. Yeah, she had a Dance with the Stars. She did a YouTube, YouTube, YouTube post mm -hmm. uh, about, you know, and she had no that. makeup on, right? And so, and watching how how much impact she has, and so it's just, you know, I mean, our day to day lives are, you know, we're busy and all that, but we still we continue to be hospitable and have people win and love people and help people and marry people and. <laughs> how do you? How do you sort of balance it all, right? Because there's so much going on, and you guys are all so humble. I think that's the thing that people walk away from when they when they watch your family, when they see you do interviews. You know, it can't be fake because it's consistent. There's humility there. So how do you how do you keep that? How do you keep that in the family with all that's going on? Well, I think the important parts of our lives have stayed the same. You know, we are doing it as a family. We're all live on the same street, we go to the same church, the same school. So those things that are like core to who we are and that are important to our family have not changed one bit. You know, our lives, of course, have gotten a lot busier. We're in New York and Vegas and L.A. and Dallas and all in one week now. And so our lives have changed 
as far as that's concerned, but the core of who we are and what got us here and where we're going to end up when this whole thing dies down and is over or whatever has stayed the same. I think that's what's, what's really important. And we always laugh at ourselves and we don't take ourselves very seriously. And, <laughs> and we've done that ever since we were kids, you know, we, you know, whatever circumstance we, I, I came and the Robertsons came from very humble beginnings. There was no money. There was no, you know, we had three channels on TV and we all lived in a two bedroom, you know, basically a camp down on a river. And, uh, but we were always proud and we, you know, we made jokes and told jokes and sat by that dinner table and we ate, we were commercial fishermen, that's what we were doing and dad was making this duck call, telling us these dreams about one day we're gonna sell a million dollars worth of these things and it seemed like a good option at the time. We didn't have a lot else going on and uh, and then we just take these opportunities. So I remember what it was like, you know, to be there. We struggled, I mean, even five to 10 years ago, we were struggling with business and borrowing money and you got it pretty much, you know, we went all in on it to, to say there's something here that we can do. And then, uh, you know, through the television show now, lots of things have opened up and doing it as a family has really helped. I've got a lot of famous friends who are, they're the only famous person from their family. And so you will get a little, selfish you know sometimes they get yeah. the whole world revolves around them because they usually hire everybody and they because it does for you know in practicality right. and they're like right. whatever that guy's really gonna does, do or that yeah. girl's gonna do is the most important thing with us we're all in it together so everybody's dealing with this at the same time and you will you'll help people and go hey calm down now you know you can't complain too much well, your brother or, said that your brother said that you know <coughs> it's like a checks and balances <coughs> system sometimes mm -hmm. you know just making sure if you see somebody kind of getting a little bit out of line you you sort of knock them back in back in place which is interesting because people will say don't work with friends don't work with family avoid you know <laughs> that but you guys have sort of done the opposite and it seemed to have worked pretty well for you. It's just the, yeah, we've done just the opposite of what probably the advice is, and because I've worked literally with my entire family, with Corey's family, uh, works for us now the same way, and so we, but we all do it together, it's not, but we all have a role, and, and there's a lot of trust there. You know, they know that you know, Corey and I run the business, and so we, they gotta trust us that we're looking out, not just for ourselves, but also for them, and we know that mom and dad started this thing, so there's a big honor to them going, hey, without what you guys did, we would never have been able to do this, and so, and then when it comes to television, you know, you get like an Uncle Si, and I mean, he's just gold. I mean, you know, he's just everybody it's, loves it's magical right. TV. What that man can do, and I is never he like saw that. In real, that. I mean, is he like this? Just funny in real life. I always say this. Do you think you could fake that for that long? No. It's been three years <laughs> now. So it's a, if he's faking, I don't believe he went to acting school. He was in the military for. 24 and a half years. So he's years, just always so. been this character in he's the family. He's just a quirky dude. And used to, I, I thought, man, we, we used to, because we'd make DVDs about hunting, and I would be like, don't don't let Sai talk because he's so bizarre and nobody would understand him. <laughs> and, and realize that was the... And now everyone's like, let him talk. Everybody yeah. like, let him talk. And so he wasn't even slated to be on the Duck Dynasty. When the when the list came out of who was going to be on the show, there was no Uncle Sai. And I called him. I said, guys, look, y'all need to look again at my uncle. I said, he's just insane. And... So they came down. They said, "Well, we may use him from time to time." And then they met him and showed him. And now, isn't it funny? They don't, know, you know, they don't always know best, right? So you don't know. You know, you don't know how it's going to translate. So he was not. That's really interesting. Originally, it was the couples running this mm -hmm. business together. So it was Je Jeff and Jessica, and Jason, Missy, and Corey, and I, and uh, and Phil and Kay. So there was no, you know. And then Sai, uh, his, you know, his wife wasn't going to be on television. She, you know, didn't care to be on television. So. They thought, well, he, well, he's not a couple, and then once they saw him, I was like, oh, this dynamic is awesome. And, <laughs> and it is. Funny it's not just, to have him. <laughs> and he sleeps all, I mean, what he does at work when he says he's working is, you know, I mean, all that's true. With the iced tea and the whole oh, thing. And he, yeah, he's got his iced tea everywhere. It's so funny. Let me ask a little bit about Sadie, because I'm interested in when, you know, when she went on Dancing with the Stars, I know I've heard you guys talk about sort of a little, it's a little scary. It's like, okay, well, now she's going to go out in the limelight, and it's a, it's a very public show. 
you know, what were some of the things that went into the process of making the decision of whether or not she would <laughs> do it? That's well, yeah. Interesting. She almost didn't do it. Yeah, you know? it was a tough decision. She, um, now she wanted to, you know, had been talking to me about it. My mom's a big Dance with the Stars fan, so she and mom watched it together. So she asked me about doing it, and I honestly didn't think Willie would say yes. So I was like, go ask your daddy. And, um, and then Willie's like, well, she's 17 years old, you know, if that's what she wants to do, go for it. I was like, okay, so here we go. I guess, I guess we're going to do it. But yeah, it came down to it. They didn't ask her to, like, I mean, late like they told, called us on a Sunday and she had to be there on Tuesday oh wow it's very last minute so it was you know a little bit stressful those two days of like oh my goodness this is real you know whether or not she was going to do it and then to send her off to LA right. by herself at 17 but you know we really it wasn't that we were worried about her we, we really had mm -hmm. a lot of confidence in her we trust her we she's you know and she kind of thought and not she, to do it and, and I just nudged her a bit I said you can do whatever you want to do but just think about you know it's a big deal. It's a big platform. You could really do a lot of things that I know she had the heart to do, you know, which mm -hmm. stuff she wanted to do for the Lord and all that. It wasn't about money. It was for what mm -hmm. she wanted to do. And so I said, you know, you should consider it. And uh, they took a night. And uh, so Corey called me the next morning and said, so you decided to do it. And she's heading off to L.A. And uh, we had a lot of fun with that. It was a lot of So much fun. fun. They'd asked yeah. me to do it the season, a couple of seasons before. Why I, didn't you do it? I, well, <laughs> I, to be honest, I never watched the show, so I watched the show for the first time and then I thought heck no I'm not yeah that was uh, well it's a big commitment too you've got yeah. to be able to stay out there for three yeah. or four months and mm -hmm. do all this stuff and for us at the time we were really busy and right. uh, I thought about it I thought why that make you get in shape and then I said nah we'll let the Sadies of the world need to do that. Mm -hmm. She did a great job, and it's funny because we did we did a story the first night that she was out there, and the next morning I thought, you know, people really love Duck Dynasty. Our readers really love it. It was one of the biggest stories we ever had in the site, and all it was was a couple of paragraphs, the video, mm -hmm. and I think it was because it represented something bigger that mm -hmm. they had brought her in, and mm -hmm. she represented her faith and, and yeah. everything. It was just really mm -hmm. fascinating to watch, and people consistently were interested in that story throughout, and mm -hmm. obviously all the great things she said. So yeah. I imagine you're pretty proud. The fan base was awesome i mean now we're sadie's parents you know everywhere we go yeah, we, it's we like <laughs> that's sadie's we're no mom longer willie from doug nasty i'm sadie's dad exactly so. yeah and so i mean she just her fame base was just awesome they cheered her on the whole way through and that was really fun to see too and that was really i think my concern more than i i, knew, I trusted her and knew she would be great it was just like you know what people would say because you know there's haters out there and oh, yeah, social absolutely. media and all well, that. Outfits, so you know the whole. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know and so. people were like, "What? You know, you're a Christian going on this show, blah blah blah." And you know, I thought, "Oh, you know, I don't want her to get all that." But and we got some of it, of course. You yeah. always are going to. But for the most part, people were just so encouraging, and um, that was fun to see as well. How do you end up with a Sadie, right? I mean, and all of your kids are really good kids, and I think now a lot of parents are petrified. I mean, I have a two and a half year old, and I have a baby on the way, and I'm thinking. Aww. Things are really bad right now. What is it going to be like in 15 years, <laughs> right? And then you see you see people like Sadie who are unfortunately are so rare in the spotlight. How did you guys do it? <laughs> well, What's the secret? Goodness. I always say there was a lot of people that were involved in all our kids' lives, and uh, Corey's parents are very instrumental, especially with us being so busy and having to move and shake and do, you know, go negotiate television deals and book deals. And so all these people, my parents, uh, Corey's parents, aunts, I mean, everybody, teachers at school, you know, so many people have influenced our lives. And we were like the, the same way. You know, I was influenced by far more people than just my parents, you know, my, my youth minister, uh, you know, still a great friend to this day. And uh, so I was, you know, I worked uh, with a lot of people and I felt like, you know, we, we tried to just, you know, lay out the line and Corey's, 
writing a book now, trying to put that down on paper. I'm helping a little bit uh, uh, about a book about how to raise kids called Strong and Kind. And, um, and so we try to put that down, just some of the core things that we have. And I think it happens at the yeah, age of your kids. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that that's, too that's is where the it key happens. is when you think, start thinking about it when they're babies. Like, well, how do I want my two-year-old to be when she's 18, right, you know, yeah. it's thinking about what kind of adult you want your children to be, and that's really, and then, you know, a lot of prayer and, and giving mm -hmm. it to God, And but I think that that's the time when you start looking at that, and, um, Yeah, that's you know, where it happened, because I'm kind of a laid-back dad, to be honest, but at two and three and four, I mean, at that point, I really was, that's where the training was coming in, and just say, mm -hmm. you know, teaching them to obey and teaching them to, you know, it's for their own good, and so, right. and once we got that it's it's way easier when they're 12 you know when they're 15 having to deal with that if you just let them be disasters young you know a lot of times those kids are going to struggle you know because they don't yeah. have any discipline they don't know how to mind and obey and all these things yeah two-year-olds i'm telling you we've, we've learned quite a number of lessons the last six months it's been interesting and yeah, lay the law down be yeah because there's they a real yeah. fight you know there's a there's just this this just fight you know oh, yeah. and our kids are some of them fought worse than others well and that's the point when they start realizing like the world doesn't revolve around them and they don't like that fact oh, you yeah. know because they're oh, a baby yeah. it you know the world revolves around the baby of course you have to you got to feed them <laughs> and do everything for them then about two it starts realizing wait a minute like i don't get everything i want and this doesn't all go exactly the way i want it to go right yeah and exactly that's, that's when the, the tension starts oh, yeah, yeah. We're, in, we're in that phase it's fun <laughs> yeah she's in the no phase right you know. mm -hmm. but um, but yeah it's interesting it starts that young does. I think that's. Really, I've always that's told people that for years is that, I mean that's that was my philosophy. It happens right there, and so you you'll be able to, you'll be able to fix a lot of things right there. You know, and it's difficult. It's tough because you you don't. I mean, there was nights that I sat there I was like, I'm just a jerk. You know, I'm the I'm the guy who's just, wham. You know, I got to lay down the law. But it, I felt like that in the future it was going to help. And like I said, John Luke and Sadie, who are you know now in their teenage, John Luke's supposed to get married, and so mm -hmm. we couldn't be more proud to of the things they've done, accomplished, and, and in spite of all, all this kids, all celebrity kids, yeah. and all that, you know, and they've done great, and our other two kids are great, and hopefully, and they've got two great role models, you know, yeah, there absolutely. to look at. When you look at the world 10 years from now for your kids, for your grandkids, you know, what do you hope to see in the world, and how do we get there based on sort of where we are right now? Culturally speaking, that's yeah. an easy question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a loaded really. question. Wow. Throw it out. Listen, you know, I'm gonna throw it out there and see. Oh man. Well, I, I do. I do see one thing that I have seen in our kids, and you know, John Luke and Sadie getting to that age where they're doing a lot of things on their own. They're speaking a lot. I really have seen a kind of a a swelling of that generation wanting to do something good, wanting to make positive change in the world. And you know, I've seen that with our kids and the people that they're connecting with and the things that they're doing. And I think. There is a shift in that, and, and that's a lot about what we're talk I'm talking about in the book called Strong and Kind, just instilling those values in your children. It may not be about everybody's going to do it differently, you know, how you're going to raise your kids and all that. It's all going to be different. But if you, if you put those values to where they're going to be kind, they're going to be strong, they're going to be, you know, respectful and compassionate and all those values that are important, then whenever they get to be adults, they're going to be good people, mm -hmm. you know, and so hopefully... I think that's that's the key, you know. If we can, it kids are kids do what they see their parents do, and they and they um, value what they they see their parents value. And a lot of times, as parents, we say we value one thing, but we're not living like that's what we really value. Right. The actions aren't matching. Exactly. And so, you know, hopefully, you know, I think that's the challenge as parents. If if we raise kids 
to um, have those values, you know, then our world will be a kinder, better place. And, and I'm seeing it happen. I think I think it's happening well, in then, the world. You know, politically, if we can elect people with those values and elect, mm -hmm. you know, elect people that that do that. So I think there's so many, you know, areas in which we can grow and you know, kind of, I guess, do like Ronald Reagan. You know, change the, the hearts of minds of people. You know, and then you can mm -hmm. make some change. So, uh, you know, it's bad. But like like I've said too. I mean, Easter Sunday we had AD come out on a huge network and you know people are watching and celebrating Christ so there's I mean they're still good you know still well, yeah good. I mean duck down there's a lot of these yeah. a lot of these shows have mm -hmm. sort of emerged and it's interesting it comes at a time where it's almost like Hollywood's fighting back in some ways you have shows that have gotten even more like on primetime it's like well how did this get on primetime but you do see that counterbalance of content right. like mm -hmm. what you guys are doing coming out which which is interesting and different well, and it's really interesting if you look at the statistics of how well family-friendly programming and family-friendly movies do compared to some of these financially. It's, it's yeah, you would think, why are they ever making <laughs> a movie with all this filth in it? Because right. financially, the movies that are family-friendly do better. It's right. just, you know, a fact. And even top 10 shows. I mean, you look at the top 10 shows, a mm -hmm. lot of it's football, a lot, you know, during football season, a lot of it exactly. Dancing with the Stars, shows like that that are definitely not in line with some of the other programs that mm -hmm. are much more inappropriate, mm -hmm. I would say, for primetime some right. of them. Yes. Let me ask you guys about um, Left Behind. Uh, there was also um, God's Not Dead. I mean, you've sort of been involved with other Hollywood projects that are going on. Is that something you see yourselves continuing to do? Well, we looked at, you know, with our schedule, it's, uh, I think everybody's got to remember that we're, we're still actively filming a show that takes a lot of our time. So as long as we're doing that, it's really hard to do these other projects. And um, those are a few that we could and we certainly look at and, and helpful. But yeah, we, we always look at our opportunities, see what, mm -hmm. A, what we have time to do and what we can be a part of. But, uh, you know, the movies is, a, is yeah. another genre, you know, that we can look at and maybe uh, dabble around in. And if it's something that, you know, piques our interest and in, um, especially if it's spiritual, you know, and faith-based, then, you know, obviously we're looking at those. All right, last question. What's the craziest thing that has happened to you guys? Funniest, craziest since you've started filming Duck Dynasty? We've gotten some strange things in the mail, you know, <laughs> since since Duck Dynasty started. We've um, we had somebody send us like um, duck urns with our name on it and everything. That's yeah, weird. that was a little yeah. strange, um, but they're beautifully done. It's and, nice. Yeah, but it's, it's very strange. nice, but a little strange. We've had um, you know bedazzled ducks <laughs> and that have like a woolly bandana on them. We've had all kinds of fans make us some. We've had paintings and oh, yeah, yeah paintings and some of them are really amazing. I mean, they took to lots of time. Themselves. Oh, I think yeah. my, uh -huh. my favorite, uh, my favorite autograph or picture story was uh, I was at the airport and I was walking out and there was a young guy there and um, he kind of looked a uh, little gangster looking and uh, and he was like, "Yo, Willie," said, "Let me get a picture." And I said, yeah, you know, if we, you know, I got a, I was up in Monroe and I was, I was heading home and I said, yeah, sure, you know, real quick. And so he says, uh, D, and he yells at another guy who's standing over, he said, go get my phone so I can get a picture. Well, at this point, I'm like, whoa, 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 I don't have, I don't have time to wait to go get the phone <laughs> right. or whatever. He pulls out his wallet and I don't know how much money he had, but he, he just rifles through it real fast, grabs a wad of cash, throws it in my palm, and he said, you still have to leave, and I said, "Well, we can wait on D a second. Yeah, I guess we. If, yeah, we. I mean, sure. I got a minute or two. I haven't like, heard that story. It That's was a, it was a hundred and sixty dollars he gave. And everybody's like, "Did you keep the money?" I was like, "Of course I did. You did. I gave it to our house cleaner. Oh my and goodness. And she went out to eat. So you so, did something good with no, it. No, right? I passed on. Passed I said, on. I got on my house cleaner. I said, "Look, I said somebody some." 
God just gave me this much money for a picture, and I'm giving this money. And it was actually her husband's birthday, and they went to Red Lobster. I said, well, you can knock out a couple of Red Lobsters. With yeah, how, long did you wait for the, how long did you wait for the phone to come? Uh, it was like five minutes. Or, so you waited. I mean, you oh, I $160 I said, well, in five minutes. Is I didn't not, even count it. I didn't know how much it was. He just, and he looked at me and he said, and I said, yeah, let's, okay. <laughs> there we go. That's so funny. Well, listen, thank you guys very much for coming down. We'll have to have you back to, uh, to chat more soon. I enjoyed Appreciate it. it. Thank good. you. Thank you. Church Boy.